Hello and welcome to Soundwaves, the official podcast of the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust. Last week we heard from James and Chrissy, who have featured in the Trust's My Life Now series, and they told us all about how they got to be doing what they're doing now. They told us about their education and work experience, and they told us things to keep in mind for your CV and when applying for jobs. As a second part to that, and for the beginning of National Careers Week, this week we're talking with Emma Francis, the Trust's parent trustee, who is a professional careers consultant. Her daughter has also been supported by the Trust, so Emma has that specific insight about the barriers that a cancer diagnosis throws up for young people. This is a really in-depth and eye-opening conversation about the things you can be doing, especially at a time like right now, to not only be working away at what you love, but also to be reminded that it's going to be okay. One of the things we talk about is a career development plan template, which Emma put together during the Trust virtual summer in 2020, which she gives more detail on here. It's not important to be looking at it while she's talking or anything, but a link to resources Emma has put together for the Trust will be in this episode's description on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's seriously helpful and we hope you'll check them out. Hello Emma, thank you for joining us. You're one of the Trust's trustees, you're our parent trustee, and you're also a professional careers consultant. In your experience, what are the barriers young people who've experienced cancer face when it comes to employment? Hi Scott, firstly a really big thank you for inviting me to be part of this fabulous Soundwaves podcast. I love listening to all the different stories from the real wide variety of guests that you've had on. It's it's just so inspiring and really warms your heart. I think you only have to listen to last week with Greg and George's story. Um, it's just fantastic and really inspiring. So keep up the great work and thanks for inviting me on, no pressure. So you've asked me about the barriers that young people um, who've experienced cancer face when it comes to employment and careers more generally. And I think it's fair to say there's there's a fair few. And I think at the moment, there's lots of young people who are feeling really um, anxious about uns- the uncertain future that, and, that COVID has brought. And that's without the added complexities that cancer brings. We know that a diagnosis of cancer has a devastating impact on young people, on their families. And I think in in particular, the treatment, it's really tough, both physically, emotionally and financially. And I think that this can really get in the way of young people thinking about careers and their future plans. Things are put on hold. Ideas and dreams might feel like they've been broken. So I think it's really important to give young people the opportunity to talk about through these feelings and to to give them chance to, to voice all these concerns that they might have. I mean, to me, it's not it's 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 un, unsurprising that young people worry about the impact of cancer on their education and their employment prospects. And this anxiety and fear is probably the number one barrier that gets in the way of young people moving forward and gets in the way of them wanting to talk about the future and, and opportunities. But this can then lead to further isolation and, and it becomes um, a bit of a spiral. As we know, cancer treatment often means that young people have missed out on opportunities for things like work experience, building connections and the opportunity for sort of further training and going on like language exchanges and training through apprenticeships or internships. And all of this can make young people feel that they lack valuable experience and that there's gaps on their CV. 
So young people may feel that they, they're more unemployable. And again, this can lead to lower self-esteem and, as I said, a bit of a spiral. So it's like a vicious circle where this impacts on um, people's confidence and then they don't feel confident to be able to apply for roles. And without gaining experience, it's through experience that we gain confidence. So I think, you know, it's, it's, it is really tough. But I do think things are starting to change. I mean, I've, I've seen that education providers, employers, that they have started to take on board and have got a better awareness of cancer generally. But in particular, the impact that it has for young people and, the, and some of these challenges that young people face. So hopefully it's becoming easier for young people to talk about their needs, whether that's with personal tutors or with their line manager at work, so that then people are better able to help and support um, and bring about, for example, reasonable adjustments at work or flexible working patterns to help address some of these challenges. I also think that employers are starting to recognise and value broader life experience. And I think this will become even more important that now that COVID's had an impact on uh, most people haven't been able to do work experience, but quite a lot of people have been doing voluntary experience. But obviously one of the great things that the trust is able to provide through the grad volunteering programme and through fundraising um, is really valuable voluntary experience. And this is something that employers are recognising and valuing and being able to articulate the skills that you've learned on a, a trust trip are really important for your CV. And I've even seen job adverts now encouraging people to apply where they've got voluntary experience in the field, even if it's not paid experience. So things are changing and some of these barriers are being removed. I think the other thing um, to sort of also recognise is that valuable attributes such as resilience and adaptability, which, you know, come on, we know young people with cancer have demonstrated in bucket loads um, are needed more now than ever. I think you know, what we've learned by this this whole unpredictable world that we're living in, that it's about how you respond and it's about being adaptable and thinking, right, I, I can keep going with this. And that's what employers look for people who've got that resilience and adaptability. I think also um, there's been great work that's um, been underway again to educate employers. Um, I know, for example, work that our new partners, um, Click Sergeant and the Teenage Cancer Trust, have done around campaigning work, really, around getting employers to go above and beyond the minimum requirements of the um, Equality Act and the Disability Discrimination Act. And I know from my kind of HR experience that employers and HR departments recognise that this makes good business sense. It's not just it's a good thing to do generally, but it makes business sense because good people want to work for organisations that value their staff. It increases staff engagement. You know, we all want to work somewhere where we feel valued. And, and this, um, again, I think being able to offer flexible opportunities to make things work for, for employees are really important. I think finally I'd say um, it's probably also worth remembering that cancer doesn't have to be seen as a barrier and that there's many young people that talk about being inspired to succeed both in their studies and employment and maybe with a real renewed vigour and, and focus following um, their cancer treatment. 
Um, and I think even just reading some of my life, the My Life Now stories from last year's virtual summer and also the podcast that you did with, um, with Medics for the Future, Alex and Charlotte, I think they were brilliant. And, and I just think it goes to show how their experience of cancer and involvement with the trust has really helped them drive their careers forward. Um, so, yeah, it, I think it's hugely kind of inspiring. I think that it is tough. There are barriers there, but I think things are changing and there are people out there, you know, to talk to, to express what those challenges might be and to think how can we overcome them and move forward. So during our virtual summer and as part of our Wider Horizons career series, you shared a four-step career development plan. It breaks down the process into really manageable segments that are a huge help in knowing what to focus on at any one time. Can you briefly explain the career development plan and why having this four-step approach helps? Uh, The first thing I would say is, I, I mean, I put together those resources just as guides, their tools to get people thinking. And I wouldn't want people to get too hung up on it being a four-step approach. Um, It's about making things a manageable approach. And it's about getting people to think through a variety of questions and to build understanding about themselves and then exploring what's out there in the world and thinking how, for example, can my motivations, my skills, my interests, how do they align with what opportunities there are out there that I might get paid to do and, and trying to find a kind of crossover between what your interests are and what opportunities there are and kind of find that sweet spot between the two. I think by taking charge of, of thinking these things through, you're, you're taking charge of your career and that can feel empowering. Um, you know, it, it doesn't have to be doing huge steps, but just by taking some action, it can really um, help us move forward. I think careers are less predictable now and, and managing your career today is less about having a really fixed plan, but it's more about having this kind of broad approach, being able to be open to building your self-awareness and exploring different opportunities and sometimes creating opportunities, you know, opportunities that might come from conversations that you've had with other grad volunteers, with skippers, for example, or opportunities, create new opportunities, you know, through other connections that you've got. And then adapting your ideas from things that you've learned about yourself or you learn about different um, circumstances. I think it's rare for us to be able to predict when jobs or opportunities will arise, but it's more about us being well prepared. Um, so, for example, taking steps, as I say, to understand yourself, to think about what motivates you to help, you know, can really help you focus on your career um, and your ongoing development and helps you to um, feel more confident and more responsive to kind of seize the moment. Um, when opportunities come along, you're, you're already kind of prepared for that. Um, so as I say, I think the four steps are very much as guides. It's to structure your thinking and, and your exploration. I'm, I'm, I'm conscious of you um, asking me to be brief, so I won't go into a huge amount of detail, but it's that kind of where am I now? So what skills do I already have? What are my interests? What are my values? What motivates me? What do I like doing? You know, what have I learned about myself, for example, during COVID? What are some of the things that I found helpful about myself, uh, about how, you know, actually I've reconnected maybe with an old skill or I've enjoyed reconnecting with nature or you know so maybe some of your hobbies or interests you know what what have you learned about yourself and um, where might you be so you know what do you want for your career for your or for your next step 
what kind of environment might you like to work um, in and how might I get there? So what steps might you need to take? Who do I need to talk to? Do I need to gain some new skills and some gain some experience, talk to different people? But also this, the fourth kind of step that I put in there was around who can help you. So who are your supporters? There's there's a lot of people that are always willing to, to help. And sometimes we just don't ask questions. So, um, you know, I, I mean, I, w- I was struck by Alex. I mentioned um, previously in the um, Future Medics podcast. I thought it was really, really valuable lesson around um, you know, he spoke about talking to the doctors and nurses who were on some of the trips that he was on and getting their views and getting them to help him. You know, there's lots of people in a wide variety of ways that, that can help. But trying to identify those, you know, you just it, it takes a little bit of time. But as I say, the main thing that I would say is just try and break things down into, you know, manageable chunks, reward yourself but notice that you are making progress, you are moving forward. And I think it's that that can, can help you feel that it's you are navigating yourself and navigating your career and not you're not just sort of drifting along. Um, so hopefully that's briefly answered your question. So I asked James and Chrissy the same question, and I think it'd be good to hear what you think as well. If you're a young person just now, you're living with cancer or you're in recovery, You're safe at home during the pandemic, but worried about your prospects because of what's happening in the world and what you've been through. What is the best course of action there? Are there things they can be doing? Should they worry less? What's going to help them on their path? Um, I guess the first thing to say is, you know, there's no right or wrong answers um, here. I think recognise how well you are doing and how, how much you are managing during a pandemic and being kind to yourself would probably be my number one message. You know, I think, you know, it's easy to say, try not to worry. It's easy to say that often it's harder to do. So I think I'd probably say there's three tips that can help with or three main tips um, that might help you thinking about kind of the future um, on things that you could be doing now. So I would say be curious, be connected and be courageous. Um, so be curious. I mean, there are so many different opportunities that are kind of out there. There's so many, again, thinking about careers, so many challenges that the world is facing that, you know, are there, could could you use this time to, to research careers around kind of climate change or careers around um you know what what has co- what have we learned from covid and and i guess just paying attention to the world and thinking being inquisitive and and you know that curiosity really will will serve you well i mean the the world um, economic forum as produces regularly produces um sort of skills for the future jobs and i think the latest one that came out at the end of last year talked about what the economy needs for by 2025 and um, and i think that the it's very much around accelerating the need for digital skills but other things that come up very highly on their kind of list are things around critical thinking around um problem solving um around flexibility and adaptability and um, and i would say there's a lot of kind of ones that would fall under self-management so things like active learning Again, things around resilience, how you've managed in these difficult times. So I think this is where actually people can be think about 
it, it, things are tough, but I am managing. I can use these skills and I can learn from them. And I'm, I'm going to need these in the world of work um, for the future. So being curious about yourself, as well as being curious about opportunities um, and what what different jobs need. So, again, it was you know interesting to read in the news last week of the increase in the um, number of places for nursing um, has gone up. So, you know, that might be something that you're thinking about. So, you know, you might not be ready for that yet, but be curious, go and go and look at what are the requirements to do a nursing degree, for example. There, so there's so many opportunities that, uh, or so much information that's out there. So I think something that can be you can be doing at the moment is to remain um, curious. The second thing that I um, said was about being connected. Uh, you know, one of the great things about the trust is the opportunities and the connection that it provides. You know, the the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust community is a fantastic one, and I think grad volunteers have got this great network and um, to connect with people that really understand that where people really understand each other but you've also got a wider connection with the medics with the skippers with other volunteers and um, and you can keep connected with those people you know again it depends what stage you're at in your career but you know you might want to be connected with them through LinkedIn or it might be through um, sort of social media, you follow them on Twitter, but keeping connected so that you can find out about opportunities can again really help you with your um, future career plans. I think there's opportunities to, you know, be connected with people outside of the trust as well. You know, with there's there's lots of opportunities that have gone virtual. So, you know, this this podcast is going out just before National Careers Week and there's um, virtual careers fairs. There's opportunities for webinars, I think, um, this week around, you know, what's going to uni. There's ones around apprenticeships. There's um, ones about employers in different sectors. So, um, again, it's going back to being curious. Find those things out. You can go to the National Careers um, uh, Service website and Skills Development Scotland have information on there of how you can connect with some of these potential um, employers or potential education providers. You can go on lots of virtual open days for both colleges and universities. So, so use those opportunities to get connected. And then I would say be courageous because it, it is a tough time and it is scary kind of reaching out um, to people. But having the courage just to push yourself outside. I know it sounds a bit cliched, but outside your comfort zone. I mean, that's what, you know, going on one of the trips you've done in the past. You've pushed yourself. You've been courageous. So build on that and think, right, what else can I do that just sort of pushes me a little bit further and I can maybe you know, speak to somebody and, and send them an email and say, you know, could I could I just have 20 minutes of your time um, just to ask you a few questions about how you got into this particular industry, for example. And it does take courage, but I would I would say it will will really kind of help you. So I think there's lots of things that you can be kind of doing at the moment. But I think the number one is be kind to yourself. Don't try and do too much, but think, right, I'm, I'm going to be curious, I'm going to be connected, I'm going to be courageous, and then I'm going to reward myself when I recognise that I've done each of, of those um, things. And I think, you know, just embrace the opportunities that that um, sort of provides. 
I'm conscious that I do ramble on, so I, I will stop there. But I think if people have got questions, I'm very happy uh, to kind of for people to be in contact. If people want to be courageous and, and email me and um, that can be done by by the, the trust as well. That's it for this week. Thank you to Emma for joining us and you two for listening in. Do look out for more National Careers Week content across our social media channels all this week. Worth highlighting is a live Q&A on Instagram with Sarah from our partners Musto this Thursday at 7pm. She plays a key role in bringing together the t-shirts for each trust season, which are designed by a young person every year. So if a career in design is something you could be interested in, make sure you come along and ask her what you need to know. And as we round off this run of episodes, I once again want to thank the players of People's Postcode Lottery, whose support makes such a difference to young people living through and beyond cancer. We are grateful for their partnership and will always emphasise the impact it continues to make. That's it for now. We'll be back again soon. Until next time, take care.